I wish I knew about money. I am your host, Camille Smith, and it's episode 54. We have once again a lovely guest, Kurt Henry, the famous guru, <laughs> and all that great stuff. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? All is well. All is well, you know, the different uh, scenery. So yeah, I like those paintings. <laughs> I, like I know, right? <laughs> Very nice. I can't say where it's from because I don't know. That's <laughs> well, okay. You know, new scenery is good. New scenery is good. I got a new laptop. <laughs> That's why I'm late today, but it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's not like my Korean laptop, right? <laughs> no, no, no. This one is, yeah, this one is, this one is good, actually. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And um, for this lovely episode, as you guys remember, I said every month at the end of the month, Kurt will be joining and we're just going to be having Kurt's corner and he's just going to discuss what's going on in the market. And I must say <laughs> this week was interesting because at first, I was like, oh, I'm having a lovely time. I'm doing well in futures and all that good stuff. And then Thanksgiving happened for the Americans, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, actually, I do know what happened, because um, I think that's one thing we're going to discuss at the same time is the, um, and I know you've mentioned it many times, the importance of knowing what's going on. <laughs> so that's like one thing that happened. Um, I'm pretty sure most people have realized that there's a new variant. Um, so that really affected the the stock market because it, it was just another fear, right? So, whew. yeah, but I it, you did well. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. The trading day was good. The trading day was good, but that's that is just learning how to hedge your portfolio. I think that this this week, you know, when new variants come out we expect these shocks in the market. Anytime people think this is gonna be extended, we've seen this play over and over again from wave one to wave two, to wave three, to wave four. Every time it happens, there's always this dip in the market. And so it's how do you protect yourself in those times? And, and uh, that's, that's, that's what happened. But I think for some people, if you're just getting started, then yeah, kind of, Friday kind of hurts. <laughs> Friday kind of sure, Like. For anyone that has started, I want to say this year, and what we've had about, I feel like there has been three corrections 
this year that was like significant. And some people are probably like, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. It just keeps going in and out. Like, ah, but that's like something, like you mentioned, like hedging, like to learn those um, safe routes of hedging. I think it's, it's a good thing. Actually, what is hedging for the folks that don't know? <laughs> what is hedging? Mm -hmm. It's another way of saying protecting your portfolio from the downside. Okay. And so most of us are long-only investors. So we'll buy whatever stocks we think are popular, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google. Can uh, we call it Facebook anymore? <laughs> can we? Oh, Meta. That's right. Meta platforms. I got to get used to calling it that. I still say I'll still say Facebook. It's like Skydome. I don't call that new name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, it happens. So I, I, I think that those we own these stocks long. And then when the market corrects like this, or in last year when COVID first came around and there was a huge correction, there is there are times when when the market takes these dips and our portfolio comes down. And it's normal and it happens to everybody. It's not really avoidable. It happens to me, happens to the best of them. But some of them are able to, or some of us are able to protect ourselves by, um, by essentially taking on positions where we can profit um, on some of that downside movement. For some of us, it may make up for the losses in our portfolio. For some of us, it may only protect parts of that. Yeah. And then for others, they they kind of see it coming and they're able to profit on the downside as well. And there's different variations of that. But really, it, if we say that the proxy for the market is the S&P, mm -hmm. then people will take short positions on the S&P index or increases in volatility in the index. Yeah. So would you say um, for someone that is new, and they've, let's say they just started in the summertime and they've just got hit with this 2% downfall. Cause what, the Dow went down 900 points. And I know when people hear that, they're like, I have no idea what this is, but um, for a beginner, would you suggest them try to hedging or would you suggest to them buy the dip? Because I think we, I see 100 that. 100% by the dip. Okay. If you're a beginner, you're just getting started. Yesterday should have been extremely exciting day for you. Because anything that you wanted to buy for more money tomorrow, you could buy for less. You should be just as happy as a real Black Friday sale because that's what it was. True. We were going true. shopping yesterday and you said, oh, my TV just went, was on sale 50% or yeah. my, those new shoes I wanted are on sale 50% or that radio or that car and you're excited, that's how you should be thinking about the market yesterday. You should just be excited that the market just went on sale yesterday. It was that. literally a Black Friday. <laughs> it was on it, sale. Everything was on sale. It, it, that's true, because I was like looking at Microsoft. I was like, oh, is it at the price where I can actually get it? <laughs> or even, um, what's another one? I want to say upstart. I was, I've been looking at. Yep. 
that one's been taking a hit lately. That's a longer term investment. Yes. But if you're a beginner and just starting and you had companies like those that you really wanted to buy and you were looking at them at 300 and now they're worth 200, if you like them at three, then you should be just as happy at two. You should be even more happy at two. Especially if yeah, it's a great project, like uh, company, sorry, yes. company um, stock, because obviously long term is is yeah. the the key of the game. Um, is long term, even though you know me, I love the uh, thrill <laughs> of swing trading, but I do have to consider long trading as well, uh, or long term investing actually. So, yeah, there was a lot of things on sale. Ah, <laughs> a lot of- you know, and some of us will look and then one day the market will come back up and people say, oh, I wish I bought it on that Black Friday. And but on the day of it, it creates a lot of fear. And, and that comes down to managing your emotions. Oh, I was going through a lot of emotions. <laughs> going through a lot of emotions but you know what most of the time I just I just closed my I was just like you know what as long as I don't reach the danger zone I'm okay <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it for the day because I I guess huh I wonder is it is it usually at the beginning of the month or the end of the month when there's like a, a little discount? I feel like the last couple months, it's been at the, the end. It, it'll vary. I don't think we can rely on that as an investment theory, mm. but, but you can, it'll happen. The market will show trends over short periods of time, yeah. but never really that predictable where you can just say at the end of the month, sell at the end of the month, buy. You just okay. kind of, you think of it on a longer term basis. If you're just getting started, you just open up your account, you're looking at long-term investments. Whatever you bought, that's it. You, you bought it. It's doing well. You enjoy it. So dollar and then, cost. And then when you get a chance to buy more, you buy more. Because when you first start, mm-hmm. you just don't have that much money, right? And so this dip, you really shouldn't be crying. <laughs> you that's just started. Nice. Because I'm thinking yeah. back even when I had my my $50 and my $100. Just think about it. It just started. You put $100 in your account mm-hmm. and now it's the market's down 3% yesterday. So now you have $97. I hope we're not crying over $3, right? So it's, it's in perspective. But after you've built up a portfolio, mm-hmm. then days like this kind of hurt some more when you're in the middle of the range and you've built up some and the daily hits, they hurt. And that's what happens. And, and that requires emotional adjusting it's something that no matter how long you invest yeah you get these emotions it happens to me it happens to everybody it happens to you <laughs> me <laughs> yeah you yeah you it happens to all of us it happens to all of us it's like anyone that sees my statuses they know <laughs> they're like what's going on i'm like i'm just it's just the stock market don't listen to me i'm okay i'll be okay later on when <laughs> it goes back up exactly and then i'm okay and i'm happy happy yeah. camper and all that good stuff um and then i guess with with emotional investing the most important thing like you mentioned is 
dollar cost average. Because if you're buying the dip, you are, and the dollar cost averaging is basically you have something for $100, it drops to 50. Yes, you're going to feel away. <laughs> but if you get more at 50, your average is now 75, right? Yes. So when but it goes back up, then you're really happy <laughs> when it goes back to 100 because you're like, <sighs> thought it was going to be down for a long time but not went back up so um that's one thing I would say to folks uh ladies and gentlemen like dollar cost average like every month have a certain stock that you want and just buy it every month yeah put those monthly paychecks to work but I'll say this the mm -hmm. most important thing yes is knowing why you bought in the first place. Yes. yes. Because when we're talking about individual stocks, mm -hmm. some companies are down for a reason. They've already had their heyday and they're heading down and one day they'll be down for the count. Other companies are down just because the rest of the market is down and, mm -hmm. and it's moving. and that comes from knowing your research and knowing why you bought, whether you bought a company for the future or whether you bought a company just because everybody else is buying it. And that will affect whether you actually want to buy more mm -hmm. or whether you want to cut your losses and run away and hide, right? It, it, it controls, it helps with the emotions. It doesn't get rid of them. There's no getting rid of the emotions. But when I know that I bought, you know, I don't know, Microsoft and and there's a day like today and it dips. Well, I, I still use Microsoft. I got, you know, I'm using a Windows laptop. I'm using Excel. I'm using Microsoft Word. I'm using Teams, although we're on Zoom right now. I'm just giving an example. Yeah. And you're using the whole Microsoft infrastructure. You're looking, you're following Microsoft and you're seeing what's happening. Yeah. Then when Microsoft dips, you're like, wait a second, this is just the market coming down. It is not a reflection of Microsoft being a bad company. Right. And then that's when you say, okay, why not buy some more? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and there's other companies like the main stocks or whatever it may be, and they're up yeah. today and down tomorrow. And the company was about to go bankrupt. And then all of a sudden, everybody jumps on a main stock and it's going up. Well, then a day like, day like yesterday, it, it probably hurts and you probably <laughs> run while you can because you don't know if it's ever coming back. Yeah. You and I, I think can. that's what, which one? Um, Let's say Hertz, Hertz, or even GameStop. I still don't understand what happened there, but okay, cool. For everyone that like pump and dumped it or staying with this diamond hands, cool. But like, what's your strategy after, mm -hmm. right? Cause like, is it a long-term thing? Is it just, you just followed the crowd and then everyone exits and you're like, uh. <laughs> Why didn't I exit too? Because you didn't have enough research <laughs> about yeah. it, right? So I think that's an important one. So I guess in a sense, like what are the factors in buying your first investment? Yes, I think it's interesting. What you want to do is when you buy your first investment, I, I take one of two approaches depending on 
how involved you want to be and, and what your goal is. And the first one would be buy something that you know, that you understand, that you relate to, that you are familiar with. Because your first investment probably won't be a large investment, probably won't be um, your last purchase. And it's just, you're just getting the feel of things, right? And so if you are into games or, you know, even Zoom or whatever, all the Zoom's taking a hit, but it's all a part of the, the process. You buy something that you use because, because you use it, because you're familiar with it, you will be more familiar with why the stock is going up and down. It is an excellent learning opportunity. And I know this sounds crazy, but when you buy your first investment, don't worry about whether it makes or loses money. Key, that is actually really, really key. <laughs> Just make sure that you buy something that gets you enough interested in following the market. Okay, yeah. Right? Okay, that makes sense. Because, because if you're going to put in $100 and... I know we all want that $100 to become a million. It, 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 it never happens like that. You don't just put in $100, buy your first investment, it turns into a million dollars. It doesn't happen, right? Exactly. What happens is, is that you put in $100, you might make some, you might lose some. And at the end of the day, the amount of money that you make or the amount of money that you lose is not really material to you, right? Yes. But yes. What, is, what is material is what you learn from that process, right? If you buy, and I'll stick to the fangs because everybody's, or mangs, I, I guess we got to change that name too. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say fangs for now, not to confuse anybody, but yeah, Facebook, yeah. Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, which are, are the, the popular, you know, the popular big stocks today, yeah. is that these are all things that people use in some way, yeah. right? I was late to social media. I'm late to everything, by the way. So I was late to social media. So obviously I, I was late to, when it comes to these things, I'm always late because mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't participate in much of this stuff until it's forced on me. <laughs> like um, yeah. So you buy the stock, mm -hmm. you understand how Meta is doing their work and their improvements or what they're doing to make your life more fun on social media, whether it's Instagram or WhatsApp or Facebook or you're following Apple and you got the Apple phone and every week you're downloading a new app and you're paying for new apps, or you got you know Amazon and every week you're going shopping on Amazon, Especially right? Or you got Netflix <laughs> and you're, you know, you're on Netflix and chill every week and you're, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but you know, then you got Google, that anything you want to find, you're searching Google, clicking on the ads, you found one that's relevant to you. Yeah. All of these things, are just reflections of how you live your day, right? And so yeah. Um, so that's that's really what you're gonna do. And so when you when you get when you buy these companies, you're familiar with them, then that's when the learning begins, right? Because you make the connection between the world that you live in and the mm -hmm. world that you own. And if you own a piece of the world that you live in, then things become more interesting. That's true. I think you had a post like that the other day, and I really liked it because. Um, and I think that's one thing that we always talk about, like even when we teach the youth to um, change your mind of being like a consumer, but being an investor 
and like there's so many things that we use every day that we can become part of the company um do you think and I know you use fangs as like the main um popular stocks but for someone like starting out and I've, I've heard this before um starting with 50 or 100 dollars do you think it's ideal to look at fangs or do you think it's ideal to look for something that's more uh in their lane but also i would (laughs) i would say the only thing that prohibits you from fangs is the price tag yes now if you get a platform that allows you to buy partial shares then nothing wrong with it these are all you know the current um bellwethers in our in our market and, you know, right now for the foreseeable future, they'll be around. Like when you go to sleep tonight, you're not wondering if, if, if Facebook is going to be there tomorrow, right? <laughs> you just, you're not, you know, and if you did, you'd probably have more of a panic tech from not being able to access Facebook than you would about your stock. <laughs> for many people, like, what am I going to do without the Facebook platform, right? You, oh, like, Who cares about the stock? I can't get onto Facebook. What am I going to do? And that's how most people probably feel right now. So mm-hmm. it's, so I say, you go ahead, you participate, you figure out how this works. And then you got the other one, the other way to look at it is buy the index. Yes. Right. If you buy the index, that's what I the index has Amazon, it has Google, it has Facebook, it has all of the, you know, if you're looking at the S&P 500, it has 500 of the most, of the biggest companies or the most promising companies yeah. in the in the country or some would say in the world and you buy it and you just you hold it and over time they say the market goes up so friday was a dip and there might be another dip or maybe not but over time <laughs> that's your chance to buy more and then you just you, you fast forward five years fast forward 10 years right yes. i'm betting the market is going to be up and you're, you're not even going to remember today mm-hmm. what's going to happen, right? Even you won't remember don't today. Want, we don't want it to go any more down than it was. Well, speak for yourself. I have some stocks that right now I'd rather buy two than to buy one. Yeah. Or I'd rather buy, you know, two than three. You know, I'd rather buy three than to buy two. And so I don't mind a little correction to get into the companies, yeah, buy more shares of the companies that I like. So wait, you you would get to well. That's if the market fell in half. Now that would hurt. <laughs> so you might not be able to get two instead of one. Yes. But let's suppose the typical ten percent correction. So instead mm-hmm. of getting nine, you can get ten type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so you and you that's how it kind of works you, you buy some when it dips if you're if you're waiting for stocks to go back to you know covid 2019 levels 2020 you know 2020 2019 when it first came it's probably not going to happen right and if it does then you really got to be worried yeah but <laughs> if it did at the time when it was yeah. happening everybody was either running for cover hiding crying when that was looking back, the best time that you could have bought in the last, you know, we're gonna say ten years or so. Yeah, true. Right, and the the rapidness which it recovered, 
everybody looks back and says, oh, I wish I bought. But when they're in the moment, it's, oh, I, I can't take this. I can't take it. And it's, and that's the emotions of it. So yeah, yeah I don't, it's, if you believe that the market is going to go up over time and you have the five-year horizon, the 10-year horizon, then days like today or, or days like yesterday, I should say, they won't matter to you. And it goes back to emotional investing. If you're, if you have a game plan, which sometimes the game plan changes throughout the day or the week, but if you actually write it down and, and say, okay, I believe in this stock for five, 10 years, I'm going to keep it. It dipped down 10%, ugh, but I have a feeling, well, based on what I've studied and researched, it should be a long-term investment instead yeah. of a short swing trade. Because there's been, this month was crazy, <laughs> actually, when I, when I think of it, because I have a different group where um, they just talk about all these penny stocks, swing trading, DWAC, um, LGVN, and all that stuff. It's gone 20%. Oh, look, 90%. And I'm like, I'm having anxiety looking at this. <laughs> because it's an IPO as well. And I like, in my theory, um, I mean, if you, if you got IPO with Tesla or Apple, then you were laughing. But it's, I find like, because um, people follow the hype, they're not sure of what an IPO is, but they just see it skyrocketing. And they're like, oh, I should just jump on it because it's doing well. But it ha doesn't really have enough history to see if it's actually worthwhile. Like the new one. Um, There's the always a new one. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the thing is this, even when you think about Apple, Amazon, Facebook, all these companies that yeah. they're like the bellwethers of today, right? The blue chip stocks of today. Mm. It wasn't like that when they IPO'd, sure. right? Maybe mm. Google. Google came out, it, it seemed like it went straight up. But for the rest of them, yeah. they all had their, their dip, right? They all came down below their IPO price. You had time to buy them. You didn't miss out on anything because of the IPO. It's this idea that if I don't buy the stock the very day that it comes out, that I'm going to miss it on it on the rest of its life. No, right? The, the, a market, a stock going public, becoming accessible to the public yeah. is a milestone for that company. And it's a milestone for the good ones, right? And for the good ones, they're just getting started, right? Facebook IPO'd at $100 billion or something like that. Now it's almost a trillion, right? Over over that period of time. So it's you're going to have times when there's really popular IPOs, there's really popular companies, and you have time to wait and buy them, especially yeah. if you believe in the long-term vision. And they'll always be there. The idea of buying the main stocks that are up 90% today, 100% today, you have to have a good heart for those things. Like your, your heart needs to be in a certain place. It's not for everybody. And I don't tell, I never tell anybody not to do anything. Yeah. Right? But if you're willing and you can enjoy 
watching your portfolio go up 90% and down 90% in a day. And, and that makes you feel comfortable and it helps you sleep at night because you just love the, the up high. and down, the high from it. And, and you're getting, you know, some entertainment from it all, watching your money disappear every day and then coming back. And if that is your thing, mm. then who am I to tell you don't do it? I'm not doing it, <laughs> right? I'm not chasing it. And, and there are people that really got lucky, that yeah. really caught, you know, some of these opportunities at the right time. True. And, and some of them are not lucky, but they did their research and they started the trend and they, they created the main stock. And so they're already in on it. It's like a pump and dump thing, right? So, so you're, you're really behind the trend and, and you did your research and you did your analysis yeah. And now you share it and everybody jumps in. And when they're jumping in, you're jumping out and you're like, hey, I was right, you know? Yes. And, and so it's it's up to you. But I don't have, like, I'm a little bit older than you. So my heart can't handle those 90% down days, right? <laughs> Seeing 90% of my money disappear, like, would I would, I, it would hurt. I don't think I'd have to look at the markets again. <laughs> so... Um, cause you see how like yesterday was, was crazy, but you know, you, you have the knowledge and, and done your research with the stock. So say your, um, portfolio, your whole portfolio went down like 10, 15%. Friday was the market was down 2%, 3% at its peak. It's only 3%. <laughs> it's only three percent true right three percent of your money no matter no matter how much money you have three percent should not make you cry if you have a hundred dollars and you lose three i hope you're not crying over three dollars if you have a thousand if you have a thousand dollars and you lose 30 you should be fine right if you have a million dollars and you lose 30, 30, 30 grand, you should still be fine, right? I know it sounds crazy to lose 30 grand, but you still have, you know, $970,000 left. I think you're going to be okay, right? True. True. Three, a 3% dip in the market for a day shouldn't, um, shouldn't change your world. And make you want to just done off that's that's true because like the days when like things are down i'm like you know what this is only for a minute i'm just not going to look at it because i don't want to see negativity (laughs) in my on my screen so i'm just gonna write it out and the next day it will be green because it will always go back up in my theory in, like in my mind, not not theory. In my mind, it will go up because even though what's happening right now is gonna bounce back because it did it last year, so we know it will always bounce back no matter what. Yeah, and the market. Well, the market has proven to do so, right? Mm-hmm. We've proven to build really good companies that become part of indexes that that shape our future, our world. And and the market is, I'm going to say self-adjusting, right? When we talk about the market and we talk about the indexes, 
what happens is they drop off the crappy companies and they bring in the good ones. And that's why the market actually rises because it's self-indexing, it's self-correcting, it, it, it adjusts for those things for you, right? Yeah. And that's where they say you could just buy the index. And that's, that, that's really it, you know, 3%, you should be fine. You should be fine. And I actually like that they do adjust the company, especially in the S&P 500, because you know that they don't even want the, the trash stock. Well, they're not, okay, they're not trash, sorry. They, there are other stocks. They've passed their have, prime. Those companies have passed their prime mm-hmm. and now they want the new companies that are approaching their prime or in their prime. More value. Sure. They have yeah. more value in everything. So that's, that gives me a, a peace of mind because then I know, oh, well, I'll just keep buying the indexes. Yes, they're slow because I know there's some folks that say, oh, but it's so slow. The gains are like this. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. but you want safety too. Like, this is the, 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 what I call the Instagram generation, whatever it is. Everybody wants the microwave. (laughs) It's like they just want, they want to put their money in the market today and rich tomorrow. (laughs) They want to start work today and be CEO tomorrow. They want to, you know, no matter what it is, they want to start today and everything happens tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It takes time to build wealth. It takes time to build the knowledge, to to build wealth, to maintain wealth. It takes time. Mm -hmm. And and the idea of these quick fixes, which is why people are chasing these main stocks, because they see this one go up by 90 and they want to catch the next one and the next one. And then they're hurting. They're like, oh, no. (laughs) what happened (laughs) i bought this company and it i bought this company and it's down 50 percent. it's down 90 percent. what should i do yeah well you should have thought about it before you bought it it was down 90 percent. what you would have did when it hit 20 percent down or 30 percent down right because it happens and don't get me wrong i'm not saying you're going to be perfect i have bought stocks that have gone down 90 percent and I know what it feels like to take a 90% hit on a stock that you want it to go up. Okay? <laughs> so I'm not here saying that I'm perfect and I'm preaching to say that it doesn't happen. It does yeah. happen, mm-hmm. right? You lick your wounds, you put some salt on there, you oh, scream out, <laughs> and then you, you just keep going. You, you brush it off and you keep going and you learn from that. And that's why I say in the beginning, mm-hmm. Those are the lessons that you learn, right? I learned the lesson because I took my hits. I took my 50% hits buying the next stock that I thought was going up. And I took my 90% hits and I took my 50s, right? I took all of these hits yeah. along the way, right? Not all at the same time. If you just keep taking them <laughs> over and over again, then you're probably going to want to quit. Or you should probably give your money to somebody else to manage, Mm, yes yes if you're buying 90 percent losers all the time then this just wasn't meant for you like you doing it by yourself you doing it by yourself that's when you you must have help ask a professional get someone to help you do what you got to do right because maybe you're busy maybe you're really good at something right maybe you're a doctor a lawyer um, a social media influencer, you're a, a, you know, you do trades work, whatever it is, and you make good money. Yeah. Right? 
The last thing you want is to piss away all that money in the stock market. And we're not talking about the stock. We're talking about in the stock market in general, that you just don't want to piss away all that money. Right? Oh, yeah. Um... And, and so you find somebody mm-hmm. that has an interest in understanding the market that's excited about it. You know, every day they wake up, they like to see the markets. They, they like the, the journey and they have the qualifications. There's nothing wrong with giving your money to somebody else to manage. I know we're in a, in a era of DIY, which I am. I'm a DIY person, so I'm not going to say I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I took my lumps and I was, you know, it hurt on the way up and it hurt on the way down. It, it just hurt at times, right? But you have the... But, background as well and qualifications so i i i got some things right not everything right but i said hey i actually got something right can i do that again and i got something else right i said can i do that again and then all of a sudden i was getting things more right than wrong nice but i had student loan payments i had you know my student loan payments were more than my salary right not my payments, but my, my loan itself was more than my salary when I first started. And so it's when I took my hit and I, and I literally, you know, I lost my entire student loan payment. I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I might as well be paying off my student loan. So that was my wake up call. Right. So my next one, if I, if I kept on losing student loan payment after student loan payment, student loan payment, (laughs) why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) Hire somebody. Yeah. So when, okay, to do it for you. I like that suggestion, but where do people go to hire someone? Because as you said, we're, we're in the era of do it yourself, mm-hmm. um, save costs by doing it yourself and stuff. But then sometimes if you're not good at it, you should just pay someone. But there are ways to look um or or you do the robo advisors you can do the robo advisors that's one way of doing it right Mm -hmm. so i think a a number of people have them now the banks have advisor programs um the brokerages have advisor programs Mm -hmm. and then you have individuals that you can go to right and that i would say normally most people do it via network right and so they ask people in their network or, you know, sometimes people are members of Facebook groups or mm-hmm. other types of groups and they say, hey, do you know somebody that I can trust with my money, right? Yes. And if you're connected to, so you don't ask a stranger, do you know somebody I can trust with my money, right? Just That's not the guy you ask. You ask somebody that you trust, do you know somebody I can trust with my money? Now, if you are around the wrong type of people, then you probably don't have anybody you can ask, which is a very difficult place to be in, right? Then you got to start thinking about changing your network, right? And getting to know different people. But if you in general are around people that you can trust, then most people in some way are invested in the market, right? And most of them probably don't look at it, don't spend time with it, but they do have somebody or some source of investing in the market. And you, you can rely on that source. And so there's the bank, I'm repeating, the bank, the brokerages, or yeah. somebody in your network that mm-hmm. you can reach out to to say, do you know someone that I can trust with my money? And normally somewhere in there, there's a starting point. And in choosing that person, 
you're choosing somebody that is not just going to invest your money, but will educate you about what's happening. So you get a better understanding along the way. And as well, they help you make money, right? So you start off as a novice and over time you begin to learn more. You may always have that person manage your money, but you understand what's happening, right? Because they're actually educating you. And it's not just, hey, they have my money and one day I had a hundred dollars the next day I had 50 and I don't know what happened, right? Or one day I had a hundred dollars, next day I had a thousand. I don't know what happened. And now I don't know if they're going to be able to keep the thousand or anything like that. And so it's really just making sure that you, you have someone that you can trust and that they can educate you. Right? I think that's the number one thing I look for in addition to them, you know, being in the markets and enjoying it and enjoying what they do. That sounds for a... <laughs> Because I think that's the most important thing, like you just said, is making sure the person that is handling your money is educating you and not just, um, is just flying away. But also there are going to be times when the advisor um, does it wrong too, <laughs> because they're human as well. But if as long as you know that they're educating you and also giving you a reason why they chose this, also based on your risk analysis, because I know most times it's based on what you can handle. Like Kurt, he can't handle these 90% one day. Yeah, I got it. You know, if you have heart problems, then you, you, you let the guy know. Right? Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's other folks that are okay with like, oh, I'm okay with like 10% every year or so. And you get that. And then they'd be able to advise you on which stocks or um, index or, will work for you, right? Um, but it is important to educate. But I feel like, because I remember, I remember going to like a network event and meeting people that work and they're like, yeah, I'm um." I'm an investment advisor, but I only deal with people that make $250,000. I'm like, well, dang. <laughs> like, where's the where's the the ones that will help um, like an average Joe or Jane and, um, you know, still educate them? Because I know they always think like, oh, the more capital, obviously they'll be able to get a bigger... Um, paycheck at the end of the day but it's nice like where can regular folks like myself go to get an advisor um other, than, other than the bank yeah um i i wouldn't i, I think i might I, I wouldn't change it from my previous response i think that you really have to know people in your network mm. or you start with the bank or you start with a large institution Okay. Um, because there is, you're going to have some protections there. And when you're first getting started, you want to have those protections. You want to have something. Trust is, is very important. Mm -hmm. And over time, you may get someone that earns your trust. You can switch advisors. You can fire them, right? They're, they're not lifetime commitments. You know, you're not marrying them. You are hiring them, right? Sure. And if you can hire them, you can fire them, mm -hmm. right? So if you don't have anybody in your network and you don't have anybody you can trust and you don't have anybody that's really into the markets, then start with the big institutions, right? If, mm. if they do something very unscrupulous, 
guess what? They're going to have to make your account whole, right, in some way. Now, if it's just the markets and they lose and they're not really good, then you'll, you know, you can fire them and find somebody else. Yeah. And so that's really it, right? You're not, you're not stuck to them for life. It's not till death do you part. You're not going to be like, oh no, I'm, you know, I can't believe I just married this advisor and I can't divorce them. And, you know, they won't sign the divorce papers. No, none of that. You could literally just, you get a new advisor, send them your account statements and they'll take everything over in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. The worst so, is when if it's it's a friend or family, you're like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, whatever it is. Dad, you're fired. Mom, you're fired. Cousin, you're fired. Brother, you're, bro, you're fired. Sis, I love you, but you're fired. You can't <laughs> We can still hang out and have, you know, that yesterday was Thanksgiving. We can still have our Thanksgiving, not yesterday, Thursday. Yeah. We can still have Thanksgiving dinner together. We can still hug. You know, we can still yeah, be friends, we can still hang out, we can still party together, but don't touch my money, right? You lost that privilege yeah, and it's yeah. nothing, it's just, it's part of life, right? Mm -hmm. And we can't take it personally. They tried their best, right? You know, thank you for trying, but you're fired, <laughs> you know, you're fired. So basically so try the right. Don't, don't hire anybody that you don't want to fire. Yeah. Right. Don't hire anyone you don't want to fire. So that's, yeah. that's one thing. Because, <laughs> you know, you, you can't be hugging over, oh, thanks, sis, you just lost me $20. Thanks, bro, you just lost me half my money. And you're going to Thanksgiving dinner and you were supposed to bring the turkey and now you can't <laughs> afford to buy the turkey because all your money's gone. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make for a good Thanksgiving. You're better off firing them so yeah. at least you could afford to buy the turkey or the gravy if you can't afford the turkey, like something. Make it vegetarian, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, check your network, network, sorry. Um, ask people that you know, or go to the banks or the institutions. And what's another thing that is important in this day age? other than budgeting, of course, but funding, oh, funding the account. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Like. You, when I think about funding, it's what is the commitment that you're gonna make to yourself? Am I gonna commit a dollar a day, a dollar a week, $50 a paycheck, you know, $100 a month, whatever it may be, it has to be an ongoing commitment. It is not a one-time thing, right? Sure. You don't say, all right, I put $100 in the market. I'm done. I'm going to be rich. That's it. I don't need to put in any money anymore. I'm good to go. It's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to start bankrolling. Right? That's probably not what it is. Right? Yeah. You have to commit to, I'm going to put X number of money, you know, into the markets each over a consistent period of time. And then what you get is you get your contributions plus your gains and you start to see the magic of compounding, right? Compounding contributions with compounding returns. It just, it puts a smile on your face sometimes. Oh, when you just see your account go from, and you hit certain milestones, right? You say, wow, I started off with $50 or $100 and now I'm at a thousand, right? And then you just keep contributing that 50, 100 and, and now I'm at 5,000. Mm -hmm. And of that 5,000, I only contributed half of it, right? Or only, you know, I only contributed 4,000. 
and a thousand dollars is profit, yeah. right? And you start to see the benefit of both. That's what it. That's what funding your account is about. It's really that contribution. And you know what it's like when you hit a milestone. It's just like wow, you know. And and then that's when the days like you know. Then you go back to days like Friday, <laughs> right? No, no, no. But this it's is true. It's true. Answer. Then you go back to days like Friday, and you're saying, "Wow, I just lost a thousand dollars." There was a time when I didn't even have a thousand dollars in my account to lose. That is true. That right? yeah. Okay. And you start looking at those days, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Despite the fact that I lost money. I actually have money that I can afford to lose that is more than I started with. Yes. Right. Uh, and that is the commitment that you're making to yourself over time. And I'm sure that no matter how bad Friday was for you, if you started with a small amount like me, now I know you're, you're bankrolling over there, but for the rest of us, right? If, if you started off with, with, with simple beginnings, right? then you probably lost more than you started with on Friday. Yeah, true. Like, oh, and that, yeah. that hurts. That and would hurt people. That is progress, them. right? That's progress. When you actually have enough and you're start, and then you start realizing the power of investing is that even the down days are good days because you have money to put in more and you can see the progress that you're making. And, and I must say, uh, I'm not banking that much, <laughs> but um, I was boosting. I'll say boosting about like my my good days, and then it would be a disservice if I didn't talk about my bad days because it was a lesson. Mm -hmm. It was a lesson because I remember what you said. You're like, yeah, take the day off, enjoy yourself. Da -da 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 -da. And I think what happened was I like woke up and I was like. The market's actually open. Oh, you were itching. The, the, the palm was itching. Huh? And <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was something else. But I know that, like you said, it's down two percent, three percent. It's it hurts a little bit. But it will be okay because I have the, I have the stomach and the heart <laughs> to be able to to handle those days, and just keep it moving. Um, but I yes, funding the account is very important. Like you just set, like do, wait, do you automate it? Like you just automate what? Um, the money that you put in funding. Yeah. There is, there is nothing wrong with automating. I do not. <laughs> now, that goes back to a very old seminar I gave a long time ago about this one. Yeah. But I, I like to see when the money hits my account. Okay. And okay. I like to move it myself. <laughs> I like to check that my money is right. Yes. And when I, know my, then when I see that my money is right, then I move the money. Okay. okay. And so, so is, do you have monthly or do you do like quarterly? I do on paycheck or payday or payment or depending on how you do it, depending on what your situation is, right? And so now I have my free papers. So I, I do it. I don't do it. <laughs> 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 I, 
Um, but you you do it on paycheck. You yes. do it on on whatever your income first. <laughs> whatever your income source is, you take mm -hmm. that income source. Yeah. Right? And then you contribute a portion of it to your investment account right away. Right? Yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and for the entrepreneurs that get paid um, sporadically, I think it's also good to um, set aside the money that you've just made and put it towards investing. Yeah. And because no matter what, there's always going to be a day or a rainy day where you wish you had saved money. Mm. to for emergencies for luxury um for your future and all that stuff so why not start as soon as you can because i believe the last things we said in the first episode of of crit's corner is um just there's no excuse just do it now <laughs> yeah, there's now. There are, there's too much information available for you to not start and so we can even close with that. You still got no excuses. It's a month later. Is your account open? Like, yes. We talk about New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until the new year. Exactly. Open that account now. And the thing about it, it don't cost you a, a, a penny to open up the account, you know? It's just paperwork. It doesn't. The bank, the bank does not charge you for clicking on the button putting in your name, telling them who you are, mm -hmm. and saying, open up my account. It is absolutely free. <laughs> I know it's a shocker, but it's free. It is free to open up an account with anybody. Yeah. You're actually asking them, will you hold my money? And they're saying, sure, we'll do it for free. <laughs> we'll do it for free. And I okay. want to just to think about this for a second. Mm -hmm. When you open up a bank account, and they open up your account, it's not free. They start charging you fees right away. True. Open up an investment account, it's free. It's free. That's the so bank true. is even telling you, if you put your money in investments, we won't charge you a fee just for keeping your money there. Mm. But if you want to sit it down in cash, which doesn't earn any money, we're going to charge you on top of that. Pennies. Right? Pennies. So, so put it, put it, and open up your account before mm -hmm. the year is over. If anybody is watching this show, at minimum, have your account open before the year is over because we're going to start ramping things up. Definitely. Because have some fun. We're going to show you how to, we're going to show you how to do it, how to get started, how to, how to do it yourself, how to mm -hmm. monitor your advisor. We're going to show you some, you know, some things that we've learned along the way. Yes. <laughs> because like and it's true like this is only the beginning and obviously we're starting slow you know we're like rocking rocking the cradle just a little bit and then soon it's going to progress to different things and you don't want to be left um behind but we will give like any definitions that may be over the top or over, over that goes over your head we will give definitions you can also follow us on instagram and and all that good stuff yeah yeah you can, yeah i got an instagram account you I, have 
But you, I do. <laughs> but you post on it um, about uh, certain things. A lot of things. I have fun. I post raptors. I post money. <laughs> I post whatever it is that I enjoy doing. But exactly. I do post every now and then. This is Financial mm-hmm. Literacy Month. I got another one coming that I'm going to put together. Hopefully, I get it up before the end of the month. Ooh. But it, it'll be interesting. You know, I don't post every day, but I post when I'm inspired. And mm. sometimes when I'm, you know, I'm inspired, I don't post. But I do post when I'm inspired to, to share something. And yeah. I got something coming. I just can't keep up with all the social media all the time and the post, post, posting. So I post sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm sometime-ish, you know. Social media looks at me and says, you're sometime-ish. That's the way social media looks at me. I am sometimes when it comes to social media. Yeah. So that's, that's just me. So yeah. I'm, I got a post coming that I help people understand mm. the healthy conversations to have. I'm going to put it like that. Healthy conversations, what I like to look at it. Yes. And so I got one coming. And, you know, for those of you that want to follow, you can follow. I mm-hmm. think uh, what's, what's my handle? It's it is Henry. Yes. That's my handle if you want to follow. Nice. And you can't, you're not allowed to know what the O means because still to this day. <laughs> o, I means don't know o. The o. <laughs> o means O. O, O, Henry. O, Henry, like the chocolate bar. I'm, they named the chocolate bar after me. That's where it came from. Holy shucks, that's a good one. And um, I, also, we were supposed to show the practice account, but I had a little we'll bit. We'll get back to that. We'll have to we'll do some resetting around there. <laughs> I had technical difficulties, but we will get back to that one. So for sure, next month, um, we, we might have to do. We might have to do it. Um, like before, recorded before, and I just show it because it's it's it would be on Christmas, and you know. Oh. <laughs> okay, Christmas. we'll figure something out. We'll figure yeah. something out. So you guys make sure because so I'm still doing a giveaway because we've reached a thousand and something. Like it's it's crazy. I didn't even look at it this this week, but um, there's still giveaways. So you have an opportunity to to get uh, a one-on-one free consultation, playing cards, uh, a t-shirt or a bag, and just go to my Instagram to see what you have to do because I am posting it. So we want to see people, you know, share the share the knowledge because it is like we mentioned Financial Literacy Month, and it's almost coming to an end. But, you know, I like what you just said, because I'm pretty sure I have an idea what topic you're talking about, but it is good to have healthy discussions. And like you said before, if you're hanging around people that don't have those type of discussions, then you're going to have to find different avenues to educate yourself. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this that means you are going down the right path of learning more but you also want to join like facebook discord tiktok whatever instagram all those good stuff just to get familiar with like financial literacy 
because if you didn't learn it when you're growing up from your parents or grandparents, then it's up to you to learn and, and become a, a, a young adult and, and be more uh, responsible with your money. I'll say that, be responsible with your money because at the end of the day, you're the only one that's gonna be able to, to get out of that rat race of generational poverty and turn it into generational wealth. And, and all that good stuff. I know Kurt's good. Zoe's good. <laughs> She's like good and all that stuff. But if you don't have that type of people around, you have to find a way to get that information. And sometimes you're going to have to pay for it. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> yeah. Because some lessons can be bought or what is it? Oh, no. Some lessons are taught or bought. Yeah, that's it. So, yep. yeah. So is there anything else you want to say, sir? No, this is a good way to, I think that's a good way to wrap up. Yeah. This is, um, this has been good. Mm -hmm. Enjoyed it today. Yes. Hopefully everybody got something from it. And uh, stay tuned for more. And remember, it is Cyber Monday <laughs> coming up. But also, unlike the stock market, you actually noticed that there was a sale. Most sales, like on Amazon, Best Buy and stuff, are not really sales. I'm just saying. They usually just like, oh, yeah, $200 off. But it was really that price two days ago. <laughs> just beware with all those, those uh, marketing um marketing ways of, of making you spend money instead of spending money on ish spend it on on stocks <laughs> or index all right start funding your account and all that good stuff all right folks and on all that right. note i'm about to you know the same song we do every time and all that good stuff oh Oh, give me a second. There it is. <laughs> and Kurt, once again, thank you for your lovely Kurt's Corner. Yeah, this was fun. This was good. Mm -hmm. So let's cue it off. Yeah. <laughs>